my husband took a boat out on the lake. He took a, a handgun that I didn't even know that we owned and... Did he leave a note? He did. You were right. There is nothing. Nothing is after you. You're safe now. You said you were safe? Safe from what? scares us and what saves us. This is the fear of God. Hello and welcome back to a brand new year and a brand new era here at your favorite podcast at the intersection of faith and fear where every week we discuss what scares us. In order to find what saves us, this is the fear of God. Speaking to you right now is one of your hosts, Nathan Rouse, and typically with me is fellow co-host Reed Lackey. And well, he was here a minute ago, but he said he needed to run and check on his son's grade at school. Can someone say helicopter parent? In the meantime, allow me to welcome you, listeners, back into the fog. Uh, joining us today is foreign correspondent and our favorite Canadian named Vera. Vera Gowdy, welcome back to the show, Vera. It's a me. Hi. Thank you for having me again. You're welcome. It's good to have you. Vera, as you know, last year we examined what scares us to find what saves us with some non-horror stuff, but it's 2022. And I don't know about you, but we are leaping back into the gore and swimming around in the viscera. And we're starting it off right now with 2021 More Time, a series looking at some 2021 horror films and TV. As a reminder to you, Vera, and to our listeners here at The Fear of God, we explore. We don't explain, except for right now when I explain that you can find every fog and fear of God thing imaginable at thefearofgodpodcast.com, such as how to support us on Patreon. That's pretty awesome. As well as essays, team bios, episode archives, merch, read. Hey, buddy. Hey, you're here. how's it going? There he is. Vera's here, Reed. I'm back. Vera, it's so <laughs> good to see you. How are you? It's so good to see you both. Well, Happy you. New Year. Yeah. I, missed, I missed this. It's good to be like, seen. 
here's the here's the thing. <laughs> we're like, the OG. We're the OGs. We didn't. <laughs> we didn't take. Oh my gosh! I love your mug. Ta-da! <laughs> That's a Bluey <laughs> mug for the for the podcast fans. Um. So yeah, I just I uh, I just missed it. I know we didn't take that much time off, and I I never want to say anything that would come off potentially disparaging against like five months of non-horror material because I really, really loved the What Saves Us series. But man, I just, I, it feels good to be like, you know, we're here, we're talking about a scary Back movie again. familiar. Yeah. yeah. It's like, I, I think we've, I think Nathan and I have both used the analogy, but it's so appropriate of just like, oh yeah, I missed these shoes. These shoes are comfortable. These are nice. I like it. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's like getting into, you know, a comfort show that you've watched a bajillion yes. times, but you still love it. It's like that. It really feels that like way. That. It really does. So, and, and super excited that you're here, Vera. So yes, I'm, I'm thrilled. It's to funny. Be doing this tonight. I think a lot about this with reference to just, like my kids and when they might or might not get into some of this type of material. And, you know, they've, they've done stranger things and whatnot, but uh, Vera, I assume you at least know and, and may have not been able to make time for yet, but we featured last week um, the guys who created the game final girl mm. and uh, which is a great game. Final girls, final girl, final girl, girl. Yeah. Uh, and can be only one. Yeah, it's like true. Highlander. It's a highlight. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> but it was so funny because, I was making an appeal to my wife after we talked uh, with them about buying in on the Kickstarter. And she was like, now, is this something? Because I didn't explain exactly what the nature of the game was. And she was like, no, is this something that, you know, it can be like for the family or whatever? And I was like, ah, uh, one, it's a solo game. So solo no. board game. <laughs> uh, but two, it's going to be pretty, pretty, pretty rough. You know, it's definitely right in that lane. Mm-hmm. But it is funny. I, so I did, I did back it uh, and help push those guys over the edge which was fun as did reed and the more i've been processing like okay this is going to show up at some point like i've got like one of my kids likes games and gaming and stuff and she there might be a world in the next couple years where she would be able Mm. to jump in on a game like that and have some fun with it but to to your point about the old shoes nature of getting into like gory horror stuff uh (laughs) yeah it's like this is the the threshold got broken a long time ago for the three of us over what is acceptable material to indeed indeed before we leave that subject i just want to issue a formal on pod announcement for anybody who happened to listen to the episode or might be interested in it and didn't get a chance to check things out or it's too late or whatever uh, a special congratulations to Van Ryder Games and AJ and Evan who joined us uh, for not only funding their project, which they had already done, but for also funding all of their stretch, stretch goals. That is incredible. So yeah, that was, that was uh, awesome. Yeah, it was amazing. Was a big, it was fun was to a big watch. Fear of God Week, man. It's a big Fear of God Week. Whew, we, yeah, the, li- we, <laughs> the listeners are like, please slow down. Yeah, like I know you down. guys are Pump bad. The brakes. <laughs> You're yeah. good. I leave like, my house once a week for work now, and so I have to get like all of my podcasting <laughs> in then. And I was just like, there's oh, just too much content. <laughs> Read, Nathan, slow down. Stop. Stop. <laughs> so, <laughs> like i'm a fan you're over, you're overdoing it now <laughs> coming on too strong here guys impossible. you're the friends impossible. who won't stop calling i thought of something else to say <laughs> yeah here's, here's another one <laughs> cobra kai this could have been a text yeah. board game <laughs> fear of god 2022 this could have been a text <laughs> wow wow so all right so riri uh yeah. some business time yes Any let's do a little time? business yep mm-hmm. let's do it so so definitively, and we're going to, we're going to kind of coincide this business time with a small, a small announcement as well. Um, 
So right now, as part of 2021 more time, we are doing a TV guidepost of Mike Flanagan's Netflix series, Midnight Mass. Uh, this particular podcast you're listening to is going to feature episode two discussion of that last week. Malignant featured episode one. Uh, the slight uh, sort of nuance to that is it is only available if you are a patron on Patreon. So you get episode uh, midnight mass episodes one through six by being a patron. You mm-hmm. will just like everybody else get the full midnight mass completion episode uh, with episode seven and our discussion of it in tandem with that. Reed and I have been chatting and feel like this is a pretty good uh, decision to make. January is a long way away and complete (laughs) conversations tend to only drop in January, but I'm a fan of what we do. I like to listen to what we do. I would hate if I didn't want to, you know, buy in for whatever reason right now to wait that long to get the complete conversation. So, uh, kind of, you're hearing it here first. What we're going to start doing is first half of the year TV guidepost complete conversations will now be released at the middle of the year. Mm-hmm. Anything that occurs on the back half of the year, like normal, will be re- re- uh, released in January. So those of you who are, uh, you know, kind of like, oh, man, January is a long time to hear one through six. <laughs> one, five bucks a month. Go for it. But two. Uh, middle- unless you're Canadian. Yeah. Sorry about that. <laughs> well, I, sorry about that. There are things outside of my control, and that is definitely one <laughs> of them. Like five bucks a month. And <laughs> yeah. I'm like. Uh, no. seven. <laughs> nope. Well, then when yeah, you came through and I was like, right there, so FYI. which tier is this? <laughs> <laughs> they have Thank a phantom tier on here. Yeah. 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 <laughs> if, you're, if you're Canadian listening and you want to subscribe, absolutely do it. I did. However, you're going to have some fun pricing. It's going to be different. Oh, my gosh. And thank you for that. And thank you to all of it. We no, have no a, problem at all. We have a surprisingly large Canadian contingency. So, yes, thank you to all of our lovely Canadians for... Uh, for Happy to. Thank you so Happy much. Happy to. Um, well, that's appreciated. But nonetheless, so yeah. any, Reed, anything you want to tag in on that? Uh, yeah, just, uh, I mean, basically to reemphasize, uh, for those of you who may... Because we actually did have a couple of com- uh, comments and questions on the Facebook post, so... Uh, as Nathan had expressed, episodes one through six are only available uh, by becoming a patron at the $5 level, unless you're Canadian, and then I don't know the exchange rate, but it's there. $7, thirteen fifty. <laughs> some, I don't remember what the last one was. <laughs> yeah, some strange anomalous thing. Um, but yeah. if you're like, oh, love you guys, just can't do it right now, then uh, just take heart for two things. Number one, uh, episode, there will be an episode about Midnight Mass that will cover episode seven and our thoughts on the whole show. So that is coming. You just have to wait like three or four more weeks for that. Um, and then as Nathan emphasized mid year, we're going to release the complete conversations for uh, midnight mass instead of waiting all the way until January. And if we decide to do another TV guidepost between now and then, that'll also be a complete conversation at that point. Cause uh, yeah, we agree. It's, it's a long time to wait. Um, and so uh, yeah, it's Patreon is a really fun and exciting uh, kind of venture for us. And, and it's uh, I have been pretty overwhelmed by just the, the number of people who have, who have pitched, in it really does help us support the show um, and and it means a tremendous amount to us and we thank you so much for it we're going to continue to try to add value to that um, and uh, in some fun and exciting ways so yes thank you to all of you and if you are not doing it yet uh, and have the means then uh, by all means please consider it so Vera and Reed let's talk about this movie okay all right the night house let's do it starring Rebecca Hall so This was my second time seeing this film. I watched it on a lark roughly the time it came out to to stream 
I think it was around Halloween times, and I was like, ah, this is getting good, semi-good buzz. I like Rebecca mm-hmm. Hall. I watched a trailer or two, and I was I queued it up because I like watching stuff that isn't necessarily for the show sometimes. But um, so so we'll read. We'll finish with you here, Vero. <laughs> Had you seen this yet? Was this your first time? What did, what did you generally think of the film? No, it was my first time. Um, I can I say that you guys gave me a choice to, mm-hmm, <laughs> to sure. be on which mm-hmm. episode to be on. So um, you gave me a choice of three movies, and I had not seen any of them, and so I watched the trailers for all three. Mm. And the trailer for this one didn't make any sense to me. And I was like, I want to watch that movie because I still have no idea what it's about. (laughs) Why I picked it. Um, So I, yeah, it was, I went into it, like having watched the trailer and still having no clue what I was getting into. And um, it was an interesting, it was, I can't like, I can't say I loved it because it's, I mean, I didn't not like it. Mm. Well, <laughs> you should come to company, me next. Reed's, Reed's gonna, yeah, well, I already was. Yeah, I told you that. Uh, Reed, Reed, if if you're feeling strong anyway, feelings, <laughs> Vera, if you're feeling strong feelings that you're holding back, don't hold back because Reed will, yes. Reed will compound no, your interest I, there. I am. I'm not feeling strong feelings either way. Mm-hmm. Is what I'm trying to say. That's I, fair. I did feel a strong feeling, and and that feeling was disappointment. So, mm-hmm. I, <laughs> boom, boom. okay, so here's the deal. <laughs> this film gets a couple of things really right. I think Rebecca Hall's performance is fantastic. Mm-hmm. I, I'm predisposed to like Rebecca Hall. I've, I've liked pretty much everything that she's been in. I don't know if the only previous appearance on The Fog was The Gift, but I know she was in The Gift, and I loved her in that. So, um, I'm predisposed to like her, and she does a great job here. There are some scares that I won't get into specifically right now because we have a segment coming up where we can talk about those that I thought worked wonderfully. There, there are some great scares in this. Mm-hmm. Um, the narrative as a whole, and I'll even throw one more thing on there that's probably part of the problem. One of my favorite subgenres in horror is ghost story. Man, I love a good ghost story. And so I was really... Now, granted this is a little bit more complicated than a ghost story. So I, I, I get that and I can roll with it. But I was just, I was, I was on board. I was rooting for this film. I was like, man, I am excited. I watched this. I turned off every light in the house. I put my AirPods on so that I could watch it, like, you know, really experience it all. And that enhanced some of the, some of the scares that come up. But, um, but man, I just, you know, I really, really was ready. And when it gets to the ending, I was really like, that, wh- what? Well, then what was that? And what was that? And I feel like narratively, there's a couple of major fumbles that this film takes. So there is some praise I would heap upon it somewhat mechanically and logistically, like a couple of moments that I think like, no, that moment's legit. That's great. And, and, and certain disparate elements. But as a whole, I was really let down by this movie. Um, it, mm. is one, it is one that I would you know, toss some affection for some of the film craft that's there. But uh, but this is it's not a film I actively disliked, and and but in that same token, like I I was genuinely quite disappointed with it. If I'm just being candid about the thing, no, we we appreciate candor, and let me throw a quick summary here, and then we'll go into that. Ain't right. So, okay. uh, in the night house, uh, the the character Beth, played by Rebecca Hall, um, almost literally right before the film 
begins. Um, her husband has taken his own life. Um, it, it's clear from the opening scene you see with her that she has come from the funeral. Um, and so the film itself is just this examination of what happened to him. Why did it happen to him? And what you learn uh, is pretty, pretty big conceptually. <laughs> I mean, it, <laughs> it, it, it definitely maybe bites off more than it can chew here. Uh, but the character of Beth starts having these pretty vivid dreams uh, where she is being visited by what she thinks is the ghost of her late husband, Owen. Um, and, and several things happen throughout that start to cast that in doubt. Um, the dreams themselves get more and more harrowing. She learns there's this other house that sort of mirrors hers that Owen was building where maybe he was, maybe he wasn't taking women to engage in extramarital goings on there. Uh, then a perhaps demonic entity gets incorporated into the narrative of the film uh, that you learn Owen was effectively trying to protect Beth from by throwing these other women at, you know, at its mercy. <laughs> so, so yeah, when, when, when I say it like that, it's, it's maybe a little trouble. <laughs> it's like, now that I've said what this movie is, I didn't watch it with Rob. And then the next day I explained it to Rob and he was just like, none of what you're saying makes sense right now. And I was like, okay, wait. <laughs> All right. Well, I think, I think for me, the, the mood the craft is strong. The mood mm -hmm. is great. Uh, the scares are largely pretty effective. Mm -hmm. um, I don't yeah. disagree. I don't disagree that. And, and in fact, you know, while I actually would say I like the film, we know at this point in five years of doing this, I am a more emotional responder than analytical responder. So what I'm responding to is like, oh, this one kind of made me scared in some places, made me mm -hmm. think a little bit, mm -hmm. made me jump some. And oh, look, it's got this kind of interesting, interesting thematic heart to it. <laughs> but to your point, so what's it about? It's like, ah, hell if I know. <laughs> I don't really know. Um and I even even my wife who actually did watch this with me because I showed her the trailer and she was like, Oh my God. And I was like, well, so is that a no? And she's like, no, 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 I'll, I'll check it out. So she wow. watched it with me, uh, found it very scary and, and, and quite so. Um, but even then we, we kind of came away with some differing ideas on the very end, which we'll get to, but, Interesting. um, hmm. Reed, is it okay if we, uh, now, cause I, I love cause it. While this film may struggle a little on the narrative cohesion aspect, what it does do well is not just things that are wrong, but ain't right. Sure as hell ain't right. All right. Thank you, Andrew. Let's get into some that ain't rights for uh the night house starring Rebecca Hall. Vera, why don't you throw us your top most? We'll we'll go around once and then maybe if we have some runners up, we'll throw them on the pile. Okay. Sure. That ain't right. I am gonna go with the uh yeah, okay. Um her kind of making out with ghost Owen that's not ghost uh, Owen ain't right. <laughs> ain't right. It ain't right. Well It was so that, uncomfortable. <laughs> now did you did you forecast that? 
I figured it wasn't Owen. Um, I didn't know what, I don't think that anybody could have guessed what it was, what it was or what it ends up being. Um, but I figured it was, it seemed to be something more malevolent than a husband, right? Yeah. Than her, mm. than her husband. Well, now um, to yeah. your, to your credit. Yeah. That's a, that's a pretty discomforting scene made mostly so other than the physicality of it uh by that scripted line i'm not owen that oh my that's, god that's what i wrote down so this was my yeah. number one that ain't yeah. right as well and i just wrote down yeah. i'm not owen i that that got me i i will still contend that i was disappointed in this film that moment that's legit that's legit yeah. like yeah that was that was a great moment uh reed what about you so your next up the next one that i will give is just not not only is it not right it's not fair it <laughs> it is not fair mm-hmm. so most of the time i'm pretty adept at being able to be like okay the character is creeping up to a wall the character is about to look out a door that oh, was slightly slightly ajar <laughs> I can kind of like, okay, I'm going to tense a little bit. I'm going to tense a little bit. I'm gonna, whatever. Okay. All right. Fine. Fine. All right. Whatever. So uh, it was funny because as she is with her friend and they're sitting on the couch and she's had too much to drink, whatever. And she's about to, you know, s- you know, sort of slump over. She's going to slump over. And, she, and, and, and then when she's about to slump over and then her friend's like, do you want me to stay with you? And I was like, oh, her friend's going to turn into something. Her friend's going to turn into something. And then when she laid down, I I relaxed at the wrong moment because mm, you did. because <laughs> when she, you know, she lays down and I was like, oh, okay, well, maybe not, maybe not quite yet. But then she says, maybe just until I fall asleep. And I think she barely gets the word asleep out when my AirPods, which everybody's whispering in that scene. Everybody's, have you noticed mm-hmm. that these jerks made everybody's voice like, everybody's like, oh, maybe... Maybe just <laughs> like they're almost like like you know really yeah. softly speaking. Yeah, maybe just you gotta uh, lean uh, in a little bit to hear. Yeah, yeah. and I'm just like I, I'm just like oh, maybe, you know. So you know maybe maybe I had bumped it up a notch or two during that scene or something. I don't know. But whatever I did, suddenly when the stereo without any build up at all just begins blaring at mm. her because it now has moved on to another moment. I, it was not fair. Not only is it not right, it's not fair. I just, I, I couldn't, I mean, it entered poop club right there in the moment. I was I mean, just like, I, can't, I don't know what to do about this. That's uh, like next level poop club. It was just, it was, it was those kind of scares where it was just it's like. when my cat mauled my leg. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, it is, it is just terrible. So yes, that's, that's. No, that's, one. that's a hell of a, a hell of a scare. I mean. It's awful. I love, because I knew right when you started pitching that, because you're right. I mean, they. They get you. That's that was a gotcha. There is very yes. little to nothing that signals something. You you ought to tense up here. Like nothing. Mm-hmm. You're not no. giving anything. No. <laughs> and then just suddenly, yeah. boom. Oh man. Boom. So, anyway, so that's my um, next one. What about for you? All right. Um, I'm not Owen. Would have probably taken the the cake for me, but I, however much and and we can, we want to quibble with the coherence of the narrative. Uh, an icon that shows up in the film is this really wretched statue. Oh, and, oh yeah. And 
as wretched as the statue is when um i think she's is it after i'm not owen when she starts levitating and is being formed and the lighting is red and she's being formed into the shape of the statue in midair do you remember this yeah, read yeah i think i do remember the moment i'm trying it's, to remember if it's right after i'm not owen because i think right after i'm not it's owen in that sequence but it, yeah. is it okay yeah it, i thought it was a bit later i, I thought it was i don't know how to dis- it's it's after that scene i think because the red lighting is like it's like a different Realm. realm i don't know how yeah, to describe yeah. realm yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah so it's when she's there i don't think it immediately follows i'm not on because i think immediately after that she begins to like witness some things happening like bot the body being dragged and and everything like that like i think all of that happens afterwards and i think the moment you're describing is near the ending of the film uh yeah, but yeah for sure but anyway yeah um that's pretty pretty friggin' effective um, yes I do because it feels like, you know, I've never really get this opportunity. I want to throw uh, uh, some running commentary and it feels appropriate. And that ain't right because mm. it's in response to things that she would have said aren't right. But my wife, Tracy, uh, has maybe watched three or four of these movies in five years with me. And this is <laughs> one of them. And she really did not care whatsoever for a ghost story. So I knew this was not that. And I knew I might have a winner um, in mm. this one. So <laughs> she, I did make her watch a ghost story and that didn't go well. Um, <laughs> uh, when early on the film, when Beth is walking around the house, my wife, I, I took notes on her quotes and she said, there's just way too much glass in that house. I like, yes, <laughs> there is. Yes. Uh, when dream Owen, the phone call comes through. You remember? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She gets the text. Mm-hmm. No, the the music starts, and mm-hmm. then the text, and then the call. She she held out her arm, and she's like, "I've got chills down to my ankles right now." Oh. <laughs> <laughs> she was so freaked out. Oh, um, great. Uh, when Beth walks into the reverse house, she said, "Sure, that's mm-hmm. what I would do too." <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it was it was a grand old time. Um, any other that ain't rights we want to throw into the mix here no nah, no nah, that's nah. that's about all the ain't rights take us out andrew that sure as hell ain't right all right that is mm-hmm. fun so i got a question for you guys i got a question mm. for you um question it's a bit it's a bit lighthearted. it's gonna sound pretty okay. heavy but it actually <laughs> isn't okay so there's a case you could make this movie as something of a metaphor for grief right just just process and sort of mm. how we deal with that and so I promise, I promise I'm going to pivot into practical, but at risk of getting us emotional for me this time. And again, this is the second time I viewed it. The loss of spouse aspect in the first half hit me pretty hard um, Mm. this time around, just really kind of the meditative aspect of it. And so my question centers around that idea, not in the emotional sense, but more in the kind of logistical sense. And so as you two who I know are married and have been at least for a while, uh, not emotionally, but organizationally your life and how it runs, (laughs) what would your life be like without your spouse in it? And I'll answer this question by right. Right. So So basically like, what do they bring to the table? No, I'm trying to talk about this all the time. Really? Yes. Well, good, good. We'll come to you next while Reed takes time to think. So I remember one time recently, like, I got to be honest, and and I think she can probably hear me because she's in the room behind us. But like, uh, it's possible the house would just burn down if something <laughs> happened to my wife. Like, like just spontaneously combust because the amount of like 
heavy lifting she does to keep our life running is kind of staggering. And her mother is who lives with us. If you've listened to the show long, you know that, but I remember one time at the dinner table and, uh, something, I don't know if my wife was sick at the time or some life plan had been discussed in that moment. And I don't mean life plan like years down the road, but just like the Rubik's cube that is keeping a household of six people running is pretty insane. Mm-hmm. And, and I remember saying to her mom and I was like, we are so screwed if anything <laughs> ever happens to her. <laughs> well, I know, I know it's part of, it's like recognizing your own limitations. Like, sure, sure. Uh, and, and yeah, so maybe this is just me expressing gratitude for my wife and how much she does, uh, for our home, but watching the movie this time and, and, and sort of marinating in Beth's, kind of emotions and be like, man, this would suck so bad. And you start thinking through the practical aspects, like God, the kids would <laughs> go to school with, you know, <laughs> dirty clothes or if they'd get to school at all, you know, like would bills would go unpaid. Like, cause basically mm-hmm. what I'm saying out loud is I need to do more in my home. <laughs> <laughs> so oh uh, to the degree, uh, Tracy, you heard it here. That's yes, right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, she needs oh, to do more. She she knows. <laughs> Oh yes. I've got, I've got a couple nights a week when I'm home, I make dinner. Um, uh, Vera, to the extent you feel, uh, capable to answer this question, if it wasn't too weird or awkward, go for it. So like I said, Rob and I've had this conversation before. If Rob were not around, there would be, I would not be able to, um, record this on audacity successfully <laughs> <laughs> for that. We give thanks. <laughs> we appreciate you, Rob. He, yeah. Beforehand, he's like, why can't you get this? It's so easy. I'm like, anytime you try to explain this to me, my brain just shuts down. It does not care. I'm like, I, I'm sorry. Um, but we do have the conversation sometimes about like, um, f- I think it's very, I'm not saying all the time, but for women, it's very common to have, um, the hidden mental load sure. of the household. Yes. These are mm. the conversations we have. Yes. And mm. yes. So um, all of the things that you mentioned, like the calendar, the, the kids activities, uh, the running list of what we're running out of in the fridge and has to be picked up at the grocery store this week. Like mm. all of that stuff is in my head. So if Rob were not here, our day to day functional stuff wouldn't change me. Like that's the stuff that I already do. Mm, But, but Rob is like, he's a, I'm I'm not saying that he doesn't do anything. Like he's a very competent, wonderful father and he helps out. And people at church are always like, your kids are dressed so beautifully. I'm like, Rob did it. That's right. (laughs) I don't care. But Rob, he'll like match them and do nice little things like that. Um, But emotionally for sure, Mm. that would be Mm -hmm. sure. Yeah. Like he, he is, he is the person that I debrief with. Like I deal with a lot of heavy stuff at work. Sometimes like I have really fun assignments where I do fan expo and then there's stuff where it's like a police station and it's not Mm. great. Like, you know what I mean? Like there's a lot of different things that I experience at my job that's confidential. And he is Mm. my, my rock that I can debrief and talk to about that stuff. Sure. Um, And he is the most rational person that I know. Um, and I am m- much more emotional. And so when I experience something emotionally, he is the person that helps to balance that. 
mm. um, and helps kind of bring me back into more of a ooh, um, place. So yeah, I, I would really, really miss that in my life for sure. Of course. Yeah. We, we, of, we often talk, <laughs> thank you for sharing that. We often talk in our home about how, like how fortunate it is that it's rare. We're both off at the same time. And by, I don't mean off as in elsewhere, but as in like what you described here, the, if I'm feeling in a rut, you know, kind of down and whatever, you know, burdened, she usually isn't. And then the reverse is also true. So fortunately it tends to be in uh, opposing seasons when the other can pick the other up. But, uh, but I do totally resonate with that. Read any, any sort of thoughts. I know it's a big question. Yeah. I mean, it's a little malformed like the film, you know, but (laughs) your narrative cohesion there didn't, didn't quite line up. I don't disagree (laughs) with you, but I was trying, I was trying. So, so in our household, um, and I think, you know, if, if, Jen were to hear this, I I think she would agree with what I'm about to say that like we do perhaps a better than average job of mutually sharing responsibilities. So, so uh, we are both very, very engaged in our son's routine. We're both very engaged in our financial decisions, all of, you know, all of that kind of stuff. Now, what I know I would not be able to do nearly whatsoever, you know, without her hand to it is like, yes, actually like, the balancing and planning of, of, I'll just call it the budget, you know, like paying the bills on time, making sure, making sure you pay all the bills and not the one you forgot. And, you know, all that other kind of stuff, like, and, you know, absolutely all of that. Um, you know, without her, I wouldn't eat as well as I do because I would just be living on like posteroni and whatever else, you know, I still include some of those Doritos and, and roulette. <laughs> hey, you know what? They're still in the household. Okay. But she makes sure that I get, Good food sure. mixed in. Yeah, you have to eat vegetables in between bags. Yeah, that wouldn't happen anymore. Wow. So, um, <laughs> and, and by that you mean vegetable. Yeah, <laughs> like I had, one carrot. I had one water chestnut. Okay, I'm all good. Right, right, right. Yes, so um, that qualifies. But uh, but no, so like that, and uh, and 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 just in general, she is really exceptional at marking the dates of just knowing like, hey, this is coming up, and we need to do this, and I am. You know, she has complimented me before to other people that, you know, like what I'll do is I'm bad at procrastinating, but, you know, she, she will say, you know, like, I don't have a lazy husband. She's like, no, Reed, Reed, like absolutely pulls his weight. And I would say the same thing, uh, you know, at her, we really do again, uh, a, a probably better than, I don't know what other households are like, but I feel like from the stories that I hear and from the stereotypes, we do perhaps a better than average job of mutually hoisting the weight, but one she absolutely trounces me in keeping the schedule and knowing like, we're going to do this on time and this is coming up and I'm sitting <laughs> most of the time she'll mention something and I'm like, yep, totally forgot about that. Okay. On it, <laughs> you know, yeah. like that sort of thing. So, uh, so yeah, that's, no, that's I, my answer. I appreciate your, each of yours, uh, indulgence of that yeah. half forms question. So can I ask, can I ask a couple of questions? Um, Please. So these are clarifying questions for the movie. Okay. okay, maybe this is going to be <laughs> no kind of light. This is maybe going to be lighthearted, but I'm seriously like, there was a couple of times where I was sitting here struggling to ask theme-based questions, and maybe we will still get there. But then I realized, like, no, most of my questions are just, what was this? What was this? <laughs> what, 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 what happened here? So, like, okay, the first, first one out of the note, it, why did he write the note? Like, why did he write that note? Nothing is after you. You were right. Nothing is after you. And I was like, okay, did... Did he really write it or did the entity really write it? Because the movie tells us pretty clearly, like, 
something's after her. So, like, why, why, why did he write the note? I'm not trying to be silly. Like, why did he write the note? Or did he write the note? I think he wrote the note. Okay. Uh, I think he... Go, Vera. Uh, no, I think he wrote the note. It's just that well, its name is nothing. Yes. Oh, okay. So the entity <laughs> is nothing. That that, yes. that, that it yes. is nothing. Because yes. she said that earlier, she was like, yes. you know, there's nothing when we die, uh-huh. you know, like so, and so the entity, and so yeah, you, yeah, there is nothing. Wait, <laughs> like there. nothing is after you, as in pursuing you. Yes, way to be obtuse yeah. there, uh, Owen. Uh, you're just like, <laughs> hey, you were right. Nothing is after you. Not well, like there's an entity called. But nothing he wasn't that is being obtuse to her. What was the note to her? She though? knew that. Was the note to her? Yes, so, the note was to her. So, let me, if if I'm let, let's reverse your earlier question. Let's say if I'm exiting and I need to leave a message for my wife. Okay, like I'm exiting, and I'm going to just say like nothing is after you. I'm not going to specify in, and I know that it wouldn't work for the narrative, but I'm not going to specify in there. No, no, no. There's actually a malevolent entity that calls itself the nothing that is after you. No, I'm just going to write nothing is after you. Yeah, but she thought kn- nothing was like the never-ending story, void nothing. <laughs> right, and, yes. And, and he is saying, no, nothing is after yeah. you. Yeah, nothing. It's a who's a on first. It's who's on You're first. Yeah. Dear. Yes, that's the key <laughs> phrase left out of the note. Nothing is after you. By the way, a demon. <laughs> yeah. A demon called nothing. I mean, seriously, mm-hmm. it, it is like that. That's kind of the level. Okay. Next, you, you've said. I mean, it's a it's a it's a fair question. I I I think it went overly poetic, but I do think the character was speaking to another character who knew more or less she would ascertain what, what it he was would, saying. Okay, all right, yeah. uh, understood. So, okay, uh, this next one. Why did he have to build a reverse house? I know that ostensibly he needs to take these women somewhere. Okay, got that. But like, what was all the deal with like? It's going to be a reverse floor floor plan, and it's going to be elaborate. Yeah, it's going to be an elaborate like two story thing. He read a book. Listen, listen. Because voodoo told him to. These are going to fall. We'll get to voodoo. We'll get to the voodoo. (laughs) Right. This is going to fall apart. So, so you're going to find the cracks with ease, okay? And the bodies are in the cracks. But yeah, she finds in the book that you build the, the whatever it's called the funky word that I don't didn't write down the to trap it. You, trap it. you trick it. You trick the demon nothing. The nothing demon. <laughs> trick trick the but nothing no, demon. That, I'm just telling you, you're asking why he built yeah. it. It's because he read a book that said to get rid of the voodoo monster, you build a reverse place to to keep it off of off of your wife. Oh, uh, by the way, you gotta kill okay. these folks. Okay. But it won't yeah, take her. I, I oh, think okay. that okay. as a metaphor, it works better than yes. in the movie. Like okay. when we get to themes, it makes more sense as a theme than it mm. does mm. in the movie. Yes. Okay. So he basically has to create a mirror world and yes. then that will sort of confine. Cause so demon, so demon, nothing in addition to having a really dumb name is, is also pretty stupid. <laughs> like, Oh, he's just trotting around through the Those reverse. Are the rules, Those, Those are the rules, Ray. Those are the rules. Okay. Demonic rules. Okay. All right. So it's kind of like sh- if you did the pentagram or something, it's going to bind it. I don't know. I'm just saying these are the rules you that put you salt read. Salt in a circle, something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know. So, so for uh, in addition to having a pretty dumb name and being relatively gullible, apparently, like, <laughs> <laughs> he can, he's fooled very, very easily. Apparently, um, 
He's also really easy to break free from, I guess. Because how did she break free at the end? I know she hears them. I know what the they're trying to do. Power of friendship. The power of friendship. Power friend by our As Peter Sedaris is the power of love. You know, Chicago. <laughs> yes. Well, so, so no, but I mean, like sincerely, like how did she break free from that? And how, with such easy breaking free, when nothing has happened to the demon, nothing. How does that, they're like you're safe? You're safe. Okay, maybe they're wrong, but I'm like the movie ends there. I'm like, is she? Put a put like, a pin again, in that. I think qu- it works put, better as a metaphor. Put, than yes, yes. <laughs> put a pin in that question because I do okay, want to come okay. back to it. I'll, okay, I'll, let's leave fair, the end, al- the very end, alone for now. Okay, that's that's fair. All right. Well, that you know, those are the things that I'm just. I've <laughs> you've satisfied it for me. There's a malevolent entity that has a really dumb name and is very gullible. That's after. What's well, funny? I thought you, know you were. I, yeah. Because in conversation today, you talked about the incomplete house. Yeah, because you're going to camp out on that. Well, no, because it, well, you answered that he's trying to build a reverse house, but he died midway through it. I mean, something. You oh know, yeah, he, yeah. He, you know, I thought like, just like the price of lumber or something. Yeah, and then the, yeah. yeah, he's like, look, the <laughs> pandemic, the supply chain issues. I can't get, I can't get my lumber. Okay, so it's that's a perfect COVID movie. It's confusing <laughs> as hell. You know, we're being told this. It's maybe it's that. It's maybe it's nothing. Maybe, maybe the nothing is a demon. We don't <laughs> you know. know. We don't. You know. You can't finish your house. Yeah. I mean, like. Um, yeah. Well, no. Let's <laughs> let's 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 follow that because can we talk about the ending? Yeah, let's do so, it. Sure. So here are the things you you highlighted them. Read. I think her performance is great. I think the production itself is really strong. Like it's it's lovely to look at. I actually forgot in my that ain't rights is the the visage apparitions that are pretty cool, right? Come on, and is it just me? The, when she sees a face, oh yeah, yeah, here like and there. When, when there's oh, yes. like the yeah. mm-hmm. there's like a. I don't know, a pillar or something. Yeah, and then it the, turned, the shadow turns a yeah, listener. The like curvature, that the curvature yeah. of like a piece of furniture. And I did think that was really cool. Like curvature yes. to and furniture. Like the, 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 <laughs> the feet curvature prints. to furniture. Yeah, the furniture to Speaking of curvature with the furniture. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. The curvature to furniture. Oh, that's funny. Um, all right, so let's let's talk about the end then. So mm-hmm. the very end of the movie, which Reed alluded to with some bafflement, which is is not <laughs> unfair, perhaps. Um, so the uh, not Owen, uh, nothing we should say. Um, <laughs> yeah, the nothing we've determined. Yeah, in traps. In traps. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, it's so great. It's so great. Uh, I was just listening to the Stranger Things the other day. It's good stuff. Um. It's much more narratively coherent than this. Um, so, so nothing uh, traps her, takes her. She ends up on the boat. That's it's <laughs> basically is what happens. She's got a gun in her hand. Not the, in the, the house. O- o- on the boat. Owen's gun. No, she's no longer in the house. She's in the boat, not mm-hmm. the boat house, just the boat. Mm-hmm. And she is in the nether worlds being coaxed by naked Owen um, <laughs> to presumably take her own life and in the real her friend beth is yelling at her because she sees her and so is trying to save her mm-hmm. and then claire or i'm sorry beth looks at the gun she makes a choice and we're mm-hmm. pretty mm-hmm. un privy to her inner thoughts there but makes a choice does not do it uh and at pretty much at the same time claire pulls her out of the boat i think and so Claire and Beth are embracing each other, kind of crying to my, to my memory. Beth says, I'm okay. Cause Claire keeps asking, are you okay? Okay. She says, I'm okay. And she looks to the boat and you see the outline of nothing in yeah. the boat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Which is a cool shot. 
I did think that was yeah. a cool shot. Uh, so this conversation came up with us between us and our house because I, uh, I'll, I'll just offer it. And, and so my wife was like, wow, that's depressing. <laughs> like this thing's real and it's going to just keep plaguing her. Mm-hmm. And is, is her interpretation of that final moment. Mm-hmm. And what's funny, and I should, I should fold into this, uh, that when I first saw this film, if someone had said, explain the narrative to me, I'd have been like, <laughs> but, but Murder I was so her. kind of moved by, <laughs> this is what's really funny about this movie is I'm going to describe that I'm moved, but in order to describe how I moved, it's going to sound real grisly and like I'm a, a terrible human. Cause it's like, wow, oh, this is really beautiful. This husband, like in order to protect his wife, he killed a bunch of other women, you know, <laughs> it's like, oh. But, uh, so, so, you know, of course then my wife was like, wait, listen to yourself. It's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> it's really lovely. <laughs> um, it's not. And because to me, like Vera, Vera, you use the word that, that I keep going back to. It's like, it's metaphor. It's a metaphor. Does it fall apart under almost any weight? Perhaps. But because what I was sharing with my wife is my interpretation of Beth seeing nothing in the boat, nothing capital in the proper, proper. Nothing, yes. Mm-hmm. Is she now knows. And with that awareness, because this is why I said it's kind of a metaphor for grief. It's a metaphor for even perhaps depression. This experience she had back in, by the way, Tennessee, you guys, um, mm-hmm. that has always kind of chased her kind of psychologically she can now live with it in a new way she now knows this thing is present and that to me is where the metaphor comes into play it's like okay well you can't because i even as my wife is like well there's hard sci-fi and there's soft sci-fi to me this is soft sci-fi it's not interested in whatever's next because that wouldn't make a whole lot of sense for this narrative so if it's Mm -hmm. not interested really in whatever's next that means we take things as representative and in this case to me her saying I'm okay while staring at this thing that she now knows exists is our is telling us she is going to be all right. Moving forward, having reconciled herself herself to this new information and this new self-awareness of what she kind of deals with. Does that make any There's sense? There's also whatsoever? though a little bit more like, please, because it's not just Claire says, it's okay. Like, she's like, I'm okay. I'm okay. And then doting neighbor guy, mm-hmm. like sees her looking at the boat and he's like, there's nothing there. And mm. she says, I know. And that's yeah. how the movie ends. <laughs> and then she looks at the camera the and goes, house music. I know. <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I think um, Tyler Smith in more than one lesson mm. has said this before. And I think that it captures what this movie is doing is that it's leading with its theme Mm. and it has something that it wants to say about um, grief, depression, nihilism, um, despair, like whatever term you want to put onto nothing, Mm. the demon. Mm -hmm. Um, It has something that it wants to say about that. uh, And it's built a movie around that. Mm. Like it's, it's very intentional about, it's metaphor. 
and it, and it, and it's led with that and it's built a movie from that that doesn't make sense narratively without that metaphor very yeah. specifically yeah no and I, I mean yeah what is it trying to say <laughs> <laughs> and i'm actually so so no, it, there's I, there's I, a, I there's think a you're risk asking fair questions <laughs> there's there's a risk that in my in my disappointment and then just in my energy that I'm going to be unfairly reductive to the movie, and I don't intend to be. I am I am asking a sincere question here, maybe with a smirk on my face, but I'm not trying to be like a gotcha moment or, or, or unfairly insulting. What is it trying to say about grief? And I'm, I'm somewhat asking because maybe it will change the way I felt about what this movie was doing. Yeah, so this is what I... Okay, going back to her car crash, which, as we have established, took place in Tennessee, mm -hmm. um, when she was 17 or something like that. Like, she was younger. Yeah. Um, and it's where she first met Owen. I think he's the one that resuscitated her. Um, oh, okay. But I didn't remember that. I, but I, I think uh, that's what they say. That's where they met, though. They nah, She says I that's where they met or how they met. I don't know. Stump I think Nathan. No. Well, I, <laughs> I don't know. I haven't seen it twice now. Be, now <laughs> you've seen it you twice. Might I've only seen be it right, once. but I actually think it's the the significance of Owen to the story is that he is the only one she's ever told the story to. Maybe that's it. So I'm pretty sure she's that's the, it, Vera. I thought it was the that <laughs> I thought it was she's the only one that she told that she saw. Like, people were like, oh, what did you right. see when you die? And she's like, yes. a light at the end of the tunnel. Sure, she's right. lying to everyone. And then he was the only one that she told that she saw nothing there. Right. Meaning the it. void. We'll and then he realized it was the demon. I don't mm -hmm. know. Anyway. Yeah. So, that's not the point. The point is that when she died, um, nothing claimed her. That's what, like, nothing tried to take her. And yeah. then she was mm -hmm. resuscitated. She was brought back, right? She was dead for four minutes or something. She was yeah. brought back. Mm -hmm. But nothing still wanted her, wanted her soul, mm -hmm. wanted her. She says early on in the movie that she has always suffered from depression, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. So the nothing trying to take her is her depression, right? Is mm -hmm. trying to to consume her, trying to mm -hmm. take her, trying to mm -hmm. end, end her. And Owen is the one that's keeping that at bay. And he's doing that to the extent that he is suffering himself. And what he's doing is he's feeding the nothing. He's mm -hmm. feeding the depression. He's feeding whatever mm -hmm. you want to call it, right? He's feeding it false versions of her in order to try and keep it at bay until he can't do it anymore and he gets taken by nothing. Right. Mm, okay. So that's the metaphor that I saw in the movie is that you shouldn't feed this thing. Yeah. So I will say, okay, so, so I'm <laughs> going to, Rod, 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 I was going to say is to tie a bow, to tie a bow on the metaphor idea there is cause Reed, you ask, I think a, a, a thoughtful question, you know, I think the question was then what is the metaphor? I was that, what is it trying to say? It? What, yeah, is what is it trying, trying to say? To say? Mm -hmm. Is that because connecting those dots is she came back ignorant, but has lived with this oppressive sort of, feeling and and weight mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and to to me in my comprehension of the final moments it's now i know what it is and can move forward capably in some version of wholeness it's it's a little babadook right it's like mm -hmm. i know yeah. this thing exists and i know how to manage it now yeah yes. babadook does it much more successfully sure oh yes, yeah yes, yes. yeah i mean i but it's it's no. it's that now she has a name for it and, no. and even though it's never going to go away it will always be there 
she knows how to manage manage it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. With okay. the power of friendship. Okay. <laughs> I will so let us presume for a moment, because I think that's a really thoughtful take. Let us presume for a moment that that is what it's after. And I won't compare it to Baba Duke only because Baba Duke, I think, is a far superior film, as, as I think we all would agree. Um, but let's presume that's what it's after. I am even more so now, at this moment, uh, frustrated by Owen's choice. Because if that's what she had to learn, you are feeding this thing bodies. If I if we had gone on with That Ain't Right, finding the bodies on the floor was a candidate. Like, finding the bodies under the floor is a candidate. Like, that... Mm-hmm. Fed fed this thing, began to build a reverse house. And I do think there's something worth noting. I do think there's something worth noting about the ways in which, for the sake of the ones we love, and this was actually something that I wrote down even before we were all talking about it. I, if there is an element of the movie that I thought in a cautionary way really worked, it was the revelation that Owen was willing to just expend a tremendous amount of other collateral lives for the sake of the one he loved. Now I viewed that it's, it's as cautionary. Look, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I viewed that as cautionary. I did not view that as look at this, you know, you know, height of romance thing. I was like, that is freaking twisted and, mm-hmm. and, and wrong and awful. Um, but I did think that that was a powerful sentiment in the way that, it can be a bit of a vacuum if you are trying to to sort of stand in the in the protective place of someone you love and don't care who else you hurt because of the one you love. I think that's a very real tension that we can examine in ourselves and our own tendency to say because whether it be probably most often it might show up for our kids because there are people who absolutely have defended the actions of their children and defend, you know, and, and, and I understand this tension, you know, there's plenty of people who have done horrific things and those people had parents and the parents might have then come to the defense of their child who they raised. And, you know, like I've seen that happen. And then they're like, well, the parents are monsters too. And I'm like, look, I'm sorry, y'all. I'm sorry. I don't know what I will do if my child ever does something heinous. I do not know, because he's still going to be my child. And I can Mm -hmm. understand the tension, though I can't condone or endorse it. I can understand the tension of everything else is collateral because this is the love in my life. And so everything else is collateral. I think that's wrong. I think that's inhuman. But I do understand how that can arise in a person. If that is the case, I would then say the movie is not a happy ending. She is not free because... This thing has to continually be fed. And yes, while she may know that it's still there, that could have easily been like this man. And this, I might be a little jokey here. So forgive me if I'm being reductive again. Like instead of him just saying, hey, so here's what I think is happening. I think there's a really like there's an actual malevolent demonic presence. No, that's not the choice Owen makes. The choice Owen makes is I'm going to invest capital into a house across the lake and I'm going to wander and seduce all these women long enough to bring them over and have them here so that the demon can eat them. That's my elaborate, not have a conversation with my wife about it. That's the decision that I'm going to make. And if that's the case, we no, all I, do dumb things, Reed. We do all do dumb <laughs> things. But I'm like, if that, if that is, if that is where it is at best, at best, one of my takeaways could be, don't be Owen, like, which, which maybe, you know, well, like, yeah. 
you know, like I, I think that it's another reason why this movie only works as a metaphor and not yes. so much as a movie mm-hmm. is because mm-hmm. you you can understand somebody being so prone to depression or yeah. despair yeah. that you protect them, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so that's what he believes that he is doing instead of coming to her and saying, "Hey, this is something that is happening to you," and I'm acknowledging that you've said it and I know what it is and I'm going to name it mm-hmm. and we're going to face it together Yeah, and we're right. going to figure out a way out of this. He chooses to protect her and deals with it on his own in, in a way that is not actually helping the situation. It is causing her to like, it, 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 it makes it worse because he ends up taking his own life mm-hmm. for, mm-hmm. you know, because he can't handle it anymore. Yeah. Well, and I think- he's, he's taken burdened himself so much that he cannot handle it anymore and then leaves her alone in the end. Yeah. I think you make an astute point earlier, Vera, the, the leading with theme wrapping or attempting to wrap a narrative uh, around a theme or vice versa. Um, because my experience the first time and, and assessing it after the first viewing was and being being objective about the narrative weaknesses was okay i think what they tried to do is just you built a story or tried to build a story where we're supposed to think the husband's all lothario out in the wild but oh wait oh wait oh that's what he's really doing it's really (laughs) lovely so my point is i think (laughs) they tried to kind of genre blend here and it just kind of buckles under its own weight um because what's interesting is my wife and I even had the conversation of, of trying to suss out, which is at this point, maybe a fool's errand is he giving himself over because, because, okay. The question I'm trying to ask, and it's partly rhetorical, uh, is I'm not a hundred percent certain. It's actually Owen who is doing the killing. It is him letting nothing embody him in order to do it because of how much he is, seems out of body when he's in these visions and stuff. Ultimately, mm-hmm. I mean, at this point, who cares? Y'all talked me into it. The narrative doesn't matter. It gets lost in the weeds. Like I, what's, but what's hysterical about this. And this is just how unique humans process information is like you've, <laughs> I won't say <laughs> this is going to ruin the movie for me. Uh, I will say it is totally fair to be like a major criticism of this film is even it isn't actually sure what it's trying to do. Mm-hmm. I think that's totally fair. Yeah. However, my first time watching it, I was swept up in the kind of emotionality of it, of mm-hmm. grief, uh, despair, concern of, of secrets held those secrets actually being revealed to be love expressed again broken and toxic as hell but hear me that's the emotional through line is that and so it's only when you're like oh yeah yeah so how does he how did how did he end up expressing himself well he actually went out and about and he seduced a bunch of girls and he took them back and he murdered them but it was all to protect another woman you know yes yes it's it's a bit i am the man I mean, like, so yeah. I mean, what what else is there to say? It's I mean, the night house. But I, but I, but I will say so. So here is the thing, because I I am walking away from this movie, like pre- or running. Pre- I think huh. you're running away. I think I'm running away. 
I'm running away pretty hard on it and, and pretty critical of it. What I do want to say, maybe for my own balance in my head, is I do think there is an interesting conversation to be had in the, the, the substance of what you throw away and, and to Vera's language, like what you feed and, and what you're willing to just consider expendable to feed this thing in what in your mind might be a noble cause. You know, I think it's fair to say I'm so resistant to calling it love, certainly not lovely, but what Owen considers to be necessary and noble to try to do this thing so he's justified it to himself. I think that's, I think that's fair. And I think there's a fascinating conversation to be had about that because the film then leaves me with all he really had to do is, you know, use the power of friendship and conversation to pull her out of it and she'll be okay. Like so many other different things that he could have done. And, and so that's the, that's the part where I, I, I'm trying to be generous to the movie to say, the idea of him throwing a bunch of expendable collateral lives at this, that's an interesting cautionary conversation. I don't think the film fully treats it as cautionary, and I certainly don't think the ending does. And to that end, I think it fumbles tremendously with that with that messaging. See, wait a minute, though. Now you're turning me around because, <laughs> like, well, what if it's all about... You just need to talk to your spouses. It is a marital movie. It's like well, you just well. got to talk to each other. Because what all communication I think, is yes, key. It is all I could think the first time I saw this was like that brother is putting in a hell of a lot of work just to avoid one conversation. He built a whole ass opposite house. <laughs> Reverse floor plan. I mean, like. The- I mean, the work of finding these girls, the work of building a house, the work of bringing them back, the work of learning voodoo. Like, this is, yeah, learning yes. Voodoo. Yeah, learning yeah. voodoo. Like, like researching these books. My man went to school for <laughs> for how to not have a good conversation <laughs> with your wife. You want to like, talk about the scenic route to avoid a conversation. Yeah, this is yeah. the scenic route yes. to avoid See, a conversation. Yeah. Turn me around. This like, is a really good movie to show. Wow. Uh, uh, no, couple in trouble. Like, okay, what went wrong here, y'all? <laughs> they didn't talk. <laughs> they didn't talk. They what sure are y'all didn't. doing to avoid no, no. talking? And I mean, like, and 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 there's so many easy. Uh, again, I'm not completely confident that I know what this movie's trying to say. So, so I, I I like in general the the attitude of being generous towards a film, but I just feel like that final moment, just like, yes, yeah, she knows it and she names it. And, you know, again, he's like, there's nothing there. And she's like, I know, wink, wink. We're all just going to talk about this gullible demon. Like, you know, like who's on first. Um, but I do feel like there, there is the germ of an idea in what Owen was doing. I don't think it plays out in, in the way that it's supposed to. Rebecca Hall is a fantastic actor and sells every inch of her performance in this movie very effectively. The scares are great. Beyond that, I'm just like, mm, nah, I, don't, yeah. I don't know. I think there's another part of it. Too. Like we keep joking about the power of friendship. And I, and I do think that that is a, it's a valid uh, reduction of what happens at the end because mm. it is a little bit silly. Mm. Um, however, like Owen, Owen, takes his own life because he can't do it anymore. He can't do mm-hmm. it. He's alone and he can't do it anymore. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's unclear whether or not she pulls herself out or Claire 
pulls her out right. of it, right? right? Like that, it kind of mm-hmm. happens simultaneously. Mm-hmm. But without Claire and the neighbor showing up at the time that they did, right? Like mm-hmm. she would still be in the boat with the nothing. She takes him to the dot, like makes her safe. And so because she does have a strong support system, mm-hmm. right? She may not have to handle this alone. Mm-hmm. She may have people to help her through whatever it is you want to call the nothing. Yeah. Um, uh, as opposed to Owen who chose to do it alone. So I think that there's, again, something there that the movie is trying to say. I don't sure. know if it's saying it very clearly, but, you know, she has a choice to make. We're not sure the choice she makes. She names it at the end. It's the nothing. And she has people there to help her to swim back to shore mm-hmm. when she's mm-hmm. drowning. Yeah. I mean, both metaphorically could, and literally. I feel like I see the, the shape you're trying to derive there in the mm-hmm. in the environment, in the I'm ripples in, of the water. And then it turns, yeah, it's and I'm the- like, well, then it's gone. And I'm like, well, I yeah. guess I don't yeah. know anymore. I mean, he could have saved it's himself nothing. a lot of. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> I know. No, so like, <laughs> like he could have saved himself a lot of lumber to just build a reverse boat. Like, just build the build the reverse wow. boat and then just put yeah. it on there. Reverse dock. And just, yeah, you know, yeah, that's it. Sorry, everybody who loved this movie. This was voted on the sixth great, you know, best horror film of, of 2021. And I was really excited was to see it. It was a tough year. It was a tough, it was a tough year. Um, but no, like that's, um, that, that, anybody else got anything to say about the night house? No? All right. You want to go to the fog meter? All right. Our, Do we? I don't know. Our patent pending metric, uh, perpetually patent pending metric of, um, no, it fear came through. You didn't get that email? And, oh, did it? Good. Good, <laughs> good, good, good. Through. Of uh, fear and God, where we measure the scares and the substance of the films that we cover. Vera, as our guest, it is uh, your privilege to lead the charge with your fear measurement for The Night House. Um, I think the movie has some pretty good jump scares. Uh, so I'm going to give it a 6.5. You got it. You got it. I... Uh, I'm going to kind of sit in the same camp with you. I, I actually feel like seven is appropriate. The scares that are there are legit. We've, we we called them out. Mm-hmm. Um, it does create a pretty effective mood. When I'm not thinking about the story that it's telling me, I was still pretty captivated. Um, so, yeah, the fear there, I'm, I'm going to go with seven. What about you, Nathan? Hmm. Uh, seven feels fair. Um, I, yeah, I... It's, I don't think they're just jump scares. I think it does a really great job establishing mood. I think even though it's well argued that some of the consistency is absent, but even the dream sequences are moody and atmospheric and freaky and mm-hmm. uh, couple that with jump scares and what it seemed like it might sort of be after. I think it's, I think a seven is strong or a seven is fair. Okay. What would you say for the God meter? Um, I will give it, I'm I'm going to do this. I'm going to give it a, I'm toggling between a five and a six. Uh, because I'm worried at least one of us is going to weigh it down pretty heavily. Then in vote. five and a half uh, is there. I'm going to give it a six. I'm going to give it a six. I'm going to give it a six because here's the thing. I do think it is trying to be after something in ways that a lot of films just don't care. I, I would not disagree. It's pretty confused on getting to what it's after. And there's, sure a reasonable case to be made that it's hard to articulate what it's after but mm-hmm. i do think it is after something there's something on its mind not nothing and so i'm okay. going to six not nothing nothing yep. Yep. not nothing, nothing 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 all right right gullible, gullible demon 
interesting. Yes. So I'm going to go for a one and a half. I don't, you know, I'm the one in this trio <laughs> that you were mentioning. <laughs> he was like, one of us is going to weigh it down. And it, you, you might as and well just, everybody looks at yeah, Reed's box. <laughs> you might as well just like pivoted over to me and my hat. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I'm giving it a one and a half because here's the thing. Like, yeah, like we had to, we three, maybe the pair of you didn't and and that's 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 completely fine but in this conversation had to dig i mean dirt under our fingernails that we will have trouble washing out had to dig for what it was after and that even that i feel like we only just kind of came to the germ of the subject of what it was interested in uh so to that end yes on the substance meter i'm going to go uh, the the god meter i'm going to go one and a half Vera, bring us home. Don't even do the half read. Don't don't do that. It, no, it I'm sincerely. Like, uh, I'm sincere, nah, no, no, nah, no. I don't buy you it. do don't buy your it. metric, and I'll do <laughs> my. Metric. Um, uh, Vera. Yeah, like I said, I think it had something that it wanted to say about something. Grief. <laughs> <laughs> I I mean I again Love grief it. depression nihilism. I don't know exactly what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's an exploration of something, mm. and I just don't think that it executed it well. Mm. Um, but I think it 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 tried its best. Um, so I'm going to give it a five. All right. That means that we give The Night House a five and a half out of ten on the fog meter, which it's got its it scares. It, it's a pass. <laughs> it's got its scares. I, I get it. Um, so, Vera, would you recommend it? <laughs> I'm going to leave that pause in for as oh, long yes, you will. as you just did. That was impressive. That was impressive. Listeners, that was, listeners that was like only. Father Hill trying to say, and to dust you will, <laughs> dust you will return. Like, listeners will not appreciate the face that Vera made when she's just like, ah! Rosen. Like, you were like yeah. Professor Snape up in there, like in, in between words. <laughs> so great. If if you can't think of anything else to watch, throw it on. <laughs> but I'm not going to go out of my way to recommend it to someone. <laughs> understood. Understood. Um, I actively don't. I feel like this subject has been done better. I will say, if you're a Rebecca Hall stan... Watch sure. the Babadook. Yeah, watch the Babadook instead. Um, but I will say, and I, I say this in full sincerity, if you enjoy Rebecca Hall as a performer, one more you know, knock out of the park uh, from her. And if you just enjoy watching what she does, then yes, it's it's worth it for that and for the scares you'll get along the way. Otherwise, no, I do not recommend this. Nathan. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I do. Uh, I think I think its scares are effective. I think its mood is um, well-established. Uh, I think at least the germ of a woman in grief trying to assess what she's experiencing, that, is at least mildly visible. Um, I don't disagree. It's confused. I do think uh, it is, it is well made enough that you'll again, I'm it's kind of like back when we watched 24, like <laughs> there were moments late in a season of 24. Where if someone was like, now, how did we get here? I'd be like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. It doesn't, it doesn't really matter. I mean, it creates a certain mood and atmosphere and feeling in me. So I'm watching it. Uh, that's sort of what I felt about watching the night house is it delivers on strong scares that are well articulated. And in the end it is confused, but I do think it's 
worth of you and and not just i i actually completely agree the babadook is much more coherent at mm-hmm. what the nighthouse seems to be trying to do so i'll totally agree on that but yeah. i don't think I it's think a wasted effort it's downfall for us is that we analyze it that hmm. we are watching it with the yeah. intent yeah. of and so like a feelings guy, in it. I don't know, I mean, whatever, you know? <laughs> but if you just want to throw on something that has an effective, scary atmosphere, then yes. Sure. Don't sure. think about it. Just watch yeah. it. Yeah. If you, yeah, it's yes. okay. Yeah. Just don't think, just don't think about it. Just, 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 don't just think go, about it. just go with it. It's like, it's or like, just the fun is like what off. we've done here, which is watch it, experience it, and then try to talk about it. <laughs> yeah. No, no, yeah. no. That's the, fun. The recommendation is explain the plot to a friend, right? Like, uh, like the nothing in the film. It just wants you to just, just, just come on. Don't think about it too much. Don't just, just just come on. Yes. Yes, indeed. (laughs) You know what? I have a feeling and I don't know because if he hasn't seen this or doesn't feel this way about it, it's, he's going to feel unfairly called out. I have a vague memory that Dave Courtney, uh, liked this film. And I am saying in full sincerity, I would love to hear if, if that's, if I'm right, and if he did, I would love to hear his take on it because Dave's such a thoughtful guy. He'll no, probably honestly, be able on to the Facebook something. discussion group, if anybody can coherently explain, please, what <laughs> what they're trying to tell us with this movie, I would really appreciate. Yeah, it. No, agreed, <laughs> agreed. And I say that in full sincerity. Um, I so, just had this uh, image of us in the metaverse when that happens is like our all of our digital avatars standing around like the foggers and being like. <laughs> And like in the center of the space is the words, the night house. And we're all just like question marks over our head. Like, wow. Well, I don't know. I don't know. You know? But I, th- there I, it is. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but uh, there was the night house. Um, and uh, yeah. So I, I want to say a very, very special thank you to Vera for joining us for this conversation. And uh, thank pleasure. you as always to Nathan. Um, of course. And, so next week we are going to go to a film that uh, is, is also a bit, uh, difficult to sort of grasp. I feel like it's you know it's more coherent as a film, but I will caution: it's a very heavy film, and it be has cautioned. Yes, be cautioned. Um, I would advise. So next week we are going to be talking about Saint Maud, a very affecting film, um, and in many ways a very powerful film that I would strongly encourage you to do a little bit of research before you decide if you're going to watch it before you join us or if you want to listen to us first. But um, for the patrons, we are going to be going to episode three of Midnight Mass, and then also uh, we are going to be talking about St. Maud next week. So um, as we say on every single episode, fear of God is the beginning of wisdom, but not the end of the conversation. And in that spirit, we encourage you to fear nothing else and be on your way rejoicing. Thank you again, everybody. And we'll see you next week. Thank you, Vera. Thank you. Bye. Bye. The fear of God is the beginning of wisdom, but not the end of the conversation. And you can continue the conversation in a variety of ways. Start by visiting thefearofgodpodcast.com for links to our social media, essays, and episode archive merchandise and more. If you love what we do, please consider becoming a patron by visiting patreon.com slash thefearofgodpodcast. There you'll unlock exclusive bonus episodes, extended standard episodes, online event access, and so much more. We want to issue a special thanks to Jacob Hunt of TracerMatula.com for our artwork, also to our assortment of talented musicians, including Andrew Nelson, The Island Family, and Jackson Harper for our varied show tunes, and also to Lee Wright, who helped me, Reed Lackey, write our theme music. Special thanks also to Tyler Smith at MoreThanOneLesson.com. 
Lastly, be sure to subscribe to us on your podcast platform of choice. And if you listen to us through Apple Podcasts, we would greatly appreciate a rating and a review. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next week. Hi, everybody.